hey y'all it's your boy wise and i'm here with my fam mossy and tori and we are locked and loaded for another fun amazing fantastic episode of the triple dose podcast y'all ready let's get it all right all right everyone welcome back welcome welcome um let's kick off this episode how we usually do with our bi-weekly check-in how you doing how you feeling how you living you know i'm doing all right i'm tired because this is my long stretch of a week i worked you know six days straight so i'm a little tired but i'm gonna press on through um overall though i'm feeling good I'm, i'm feeling all right I really don't have no complaints. I got a vacation coming up in a couple of weeks, so I'm really looking forward to that. And um, I have the reunion, the Kirk Franklin reunion tour coming up, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So I'm really good. I got a, I got a lot of things to kind of look forward to, so I'm in a good space. How about you? I'm doing well. I um busy as ever, um, but I just have chosen to keep a positive outlook on everything. When I go to work, often my colleagues are like, how are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> because of everything that's going on, but I just smile and I say, I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. I just, I'll control what I can and what I can't, I can't. And that's just it. And that's been my mantra here lately. Um, I definitely wish I was going to the Kurt Franklin um, reunion tour. Is, that, is, is um, Cora going to be there? Cora. <laughs> you know what I mean. Man. Man. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm curious, I don't are they all gonna be at all the dates or is yes. it not, okay, I don't know. I wasn't sure because you know sometimes oh. when it's a big show like that, everybody isn't always everywhere. Mm. They better be. Uh, I know. She gonna, she, if she there, <laughs> she gonna she gonna slay y'all. You might want to keep your um, you know, have be prepared. Well, I got an aisle seat. I got my ticket set for oh, so I got my I got my single aisle seat because you know I like to be on the aisle anyway for my own little mm. purposes. But just yeah. you know, in case I got to get out on the, on the show, you know I'm right there. Because <laughs> yeah, once you well, sing that, uh, now behold the lamb. Woo! <laughs> Listen, I can't wait. I I've been I seen a couple clips because they just started the tour I think last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get myself together to get some of the songs. So some of these songs gotta be. I gotta get a refresher. It's been a minute. And you know? um, I feel like I saw a clip where um, Kiara was in for her mom. And if Kiara is gonna be here, I don't know if y'all well, see clips of Kiara, but that girl's something else. I don't know. She's something I'm, else. I'm more, I don't know vocal. much about her. I'll be. I'll be more with Karen, but I don't I know, know a lot today. about. <laughs> I mean, she got pipes too, but I know she's pregnant now, so I don't know if right. she's gonna be out um and about like that. But um, I did see that David and Tamela Mann's daughter is singing um, backgrounds for, I think, for Kirk Franklin's, his choir piece. Or it, I, I don't know if they might be singing background for all of them, really. I'm not sure. Um, and then um, Karen Clark Shear, her son, Jay Drew, is on the drums. <laughs> <What? laughs> do do You know. Okay. Hey, Jay Drew. <laughs> Child. He got 50 11 children. <laughs> he got 50. He got two. <laughs> two or three kids. Or two. I mean, two. Oh, okay. the Lord said be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> okay, so. don't let's not twist it. Now, <laughs> what's the date of this concert? Yeah, when is it? I forgot. Um, it's, it's next October Friday? 28th or 27th. One okay. of those. It's a Friday. But it's it's like a Friday. Last Friday. Oh, it's a Friday. Mm-hmm. It's the last Friday in October. I was gonna see if I could pump through, yeah. but I came for Friday. <laughs> let's take off yeah, work. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I can't wait. 
Well, I've been doing all right, pretty good. Uh, kind of in the same boat as Wesley as far as just being so busy. You know, I thought that things would start to slow down and I would start to kind of get a handle on things. And it's just, things are just keeping on coming. They're just, they just keep coming. So I'm just doing the best I can. Honestly, um, I really love my job. I think, you know, the bulk of my work is spending time with the kids. And that's just my, that's just my, I just my love, my heart. The kids are just, they're all so great and wonderful. Even some of the ones that are a little bit trying. I got a couple of kids who are mysteries. I'm trying to figure out what, how to reach them and what to do. But overall, it's just great. Just It's just the administrative side of things, the other side of things that makes it more, you know, complicated and stressful. But It's always there. Yeah. So it is what it is. So I got to take the good with the bad. So um, that's just my, my new life now. But it's, it's I'm, I'm doing pretty good overall. Well, let's jump right into our first dose, our talking points. Another reason why I'm doing pretty well this week is because at the conclusion of the Renaissance World Tour, Beyonce Renaissance World Tour finished up this past week, it was announced that she will be releasing a Renaissance documentary film that is going to be released in theaters all across the country this December, and um, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. You know, I know, you know, y'all know how we feel about the Queen. Um, I, for one, was super excited to hear about this because I was remembering. So, so like, <laughs> I have my little playlist of music that's like random songs, like for when I'm riding my bike or whatever. And Alien Superstar came on, and I hadn't heard it in a while because I don't re- typically listen to Renaissance out of sequence. Um, and w- when it came on, it just sent me back. It hit me about the being at the concert and all the stuff yeah. she, she did. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I be forgetting all of the stuff that happens. And so I'm yes. so glad that she is doing this because I just need to experience Renaissance one more again. One more again. I think that's what it is for me. It, the, the concert, you don't want it to end. And you wish that you could have a tape recorder in your mind so that you could always just go back to it. But you can't, right? Like, you, you have these images of it. But... To be able to see it again on at the theater, I think, will be special because we'll be able to just re- have some of those memories again. But it got me to thinking that something that Beyonce, I don't think she's ever done before. Maybe Destiny's Child has, but I don't think Beyonce's done this before. Is like, can we get a live album? Because the way in which some of those songs, Alien Superstar, the... Um, how she went from Sweet Dreams and then how she, I might even go attempt to sing it, but how she sang the verse very different from the album, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh mm-hmm. my God, I would love to hear it. And now I, when I think of the song, I can't even think it of it any other way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so right, I'm right. just like, I really wish that we could get, in addition to this movie, maybe mm-hmm. can we get a live version of the super uh, nice the album super nice. the tour because that would be beautiful. And you know, because she did so many different little transitions of that concert. Yeah. I mean, it would be seamless like the album. I wonder if she would. I mean, because she did kind of do the Homecoming Live, and she added that as an album. So I don't know if she will do this. It will be nice. But, you know, overall, I think I'm excited. Um, It's a wonderful birthday gift that she has given to me. (laughs) Doesn't that feel good? Because she wanted something on my birthday, too. And I just felt like, Beyonce, you have given me something just for me. (laughs) yes it's just just give it to me um i really want to purchase this though like i need yes. to be in my i want to buy it a blu-ray dvd hard yes copy. like 
even if like, I don't know if she put it on Amazon Prime or like, a um, you know, because it's going to the movies. Will it be somewhere on a streaming service and I could purchase it? Like, I would love to do that, but I kind of want it on DVD on hand. Yeah, they I don't want nothing to happen with those yeah. uh, streaming sites mm-hmm. and things. So I hope she gets this little box set or something where we could get like the actual footage. Because right. um, I will buy it. <laughs> You know I'm a buy it. <laughs> so. That I would, I would, I would. Literally, that's a like, keepsake. That, that's historical. That's yeah. yeah, like yes. I wouldn't hesitate. I could have no money in my account, and I'm gonna just figure it out <laughs> because <laughs> I would too. really want. I would want that experience and be able to rewatch it and relive that experience forever mm-hmm. <laughs> so. especially because it's like when you're in the concert it's so hard to like like you said remember every single thing and like all the different um transitions and all the different musical mm-hmm. compositions and just even some uh, of the things that she does on stage and you're trying to watch her you're trying to watch the dancers and then stuff. i mean euphoria so, because her vocals is just like 21 a few times mm-hmm. me and wise at the concert i would just turn and look at him and be like what is she doing <laughs> like and it was on her her vocals were just mm-hmm. so then i've gone back i really not to get back into a whole tangent but i went back on tiktok and started looking at just clips again because i really didn't look at clips before mm-hmm. and like you know there's the compilation of the intro with um dangerously in love then there's her doing her holding that note in um flaws and all and how she like if it's, I can't explain it, but in the video, she rolls her eyes and she's like um, yawning as she's holding the note to show that this is easy for her. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, Beyonce is so funny, but she's, all these, all these different clips, her doing opera, these are different things. And it's like, wow, I, I miss so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't notice a lot of these things. And so, again, um, her vocals were just impeccable. And so I think I missed a lot just being in awe of that that aspect that I do want the opportunity to have a keepsake. Um, I might get two when I can watch and when I can keep. <laughs> if, if we do get a DVD, Listen, wrap it up. <laughs> I got half the mind to be in that movie bootlegging. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even joking. I don't know. <laughs> bring a camera. I'm trying to figure out how I can get this. What kind of camera do I need to get? <laughs> how much memory am I going to need? Because I might have to. We were so like, in the moment. We wasn't recording right, a lot. Right. I, I didn't so it's like, a lot. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So, do you guys think, and I don't know how this might work, but this thought just popped in my head. Do you think Mama could be nominated for an Oscar since it's a movie? Mm. But it's December. It will be too late, probably. So unless they're next already. Year. For next unless, year. I mean, it's, they do it every oh, yeah. year, you know? She would so 2025. Maybe, 2025. Maybe, maybe for next year. Maybe for next year. I, I think it's cheap. Because, listen, like, uh, I guess I can't. I don't know about what everybody else doing, what all the other girls is doing, but what did Taylor Swift do this before? Yeah, Taylor Swift. She, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. She I think that's what I heard of. But other than that, like Beyonce's creativity, I think her like documentary style. I don't know if it's gonna be documentary. I don't know if it's just gonna be complete, complete. I think it was. Is it was gonna some be ba- it was gonna be complete? some background footage. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, like. Her style is so interesting, so I think it should be nominated. I wonder how long it's going to be, because the concert was two hours and 45 minutes. I, know. I thought I said two and a half hours on a thing so when I was looking. The concert, then. She probably she probably cut some stuff, you know, know, down. Yeah. I wonder how the people are going to be in the movie. I know Atlanta going to show out in the theater, because, you know... <sighs> 
because you know when Black Panther came out, I heard that. <laughs> I heard when Black Panther came out in Atlanta, they were singing "Lift Every Voice and Sing." Lift no. Every Voice and Sing. That's what I heard. Uh, I don't know if that's I heard, true. I mean, I heard this too. But that's the other thing I'm nervous about because, like, I told y'all, I kind of haven't been to the movies a lot lately, and yeah. I have my little things about the movies or whatever. But I want to. I don't know if I want to be around a whole bunch of people while I'm experiencing this. Like, I kind of well, feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's I, like go go during the week, maybe. My thing is, I think I feel like it's gonna be limited shows because the ticket prices is set. So like me, I usually go to see a matinee because I don't like to be in a room with a whole bunch of people either. But like the tickets is twenty eight dollars, twenty two dollars, however much, regardless. So I'm I'm wondering it's gonna be like it's not gonna be showing all day every day. You know what I mean? I don't know. I gotta see and and for how long. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm gonna go, but I just, I just would prefer to have my moment to myself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm still going. And I'm just trying to debate where would be a good place to go. And right, yeah, because I'm like, mm, I'm gonna have a good time. Right. So, I just gotta yeah, get my, I'm gonna have a good time. I will say, if 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 I'm in town, because I'm not sure <laughs> still yet what I, if I'm be in town, but if I'm in town. I told Wise already the location that um was showing right, the, right. The thing. So that location is not as big. Um they have decent sized screens, but it's not like a huge um amount of seats. Yeah. And like you know how at the mall they do have like those bigger seats, those recliners and stuff like that, you know. So it might be worth going a little further out to the other location we talked about wise, mm-hmm. but we'll 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 see. <laughs> Well, speaking of musicians, um, Drake, he, um, you know, I'll say this. I think I said this last episode, but like after, no, around Certified Lover Boy, when that album came out, I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm not feeling this, Drake. And I really haven't felt another album that he's done since then. So yes, Friday, uh, September 6th, October 6th, excuse me, he released an, another album called For All the Dogs. And I haven't listened to it yet, but just the name of the album is just like <laughs> at 36, 37 years old. Like, are you still doing all these these gimmicky titles? So anyway, um, of course, it wouldn't be Drake if there were if there wasn't any controversy. And there was uh, quite a few pieces of controversy that came up. Um, one of the first ones that I noticed was a slight. I don't know if it was really a dig to. Um, Esperanza Spalding, but he uh, makes note about. Well, I'll read the line. I don't. I haven't heard the song, so I can't rap it in the rhythm because I don't know what the beat of the song is. But he says, um, four Grammys to my name, a hundred nominations. Esperanza Spalding was getting all the praises. I'm trying to keep it humble. I'm trying to keep it gracious. Who gives a f? Michelle Obama put you on her playlist. Then we never hear from you again, like you was taken. So people felt like, ooh, why are he, why is he bringing her into this? Like she was deserved. So basically, what happened was they both were up for the same award. I want to say album of the year, or it might have been um, artist of the year. Can't remember which one it was, but um, she ended up winning, and they were in the same category. And so this was in t- 2011, I believe, when um, they were nominated together. So over 10 years ago. Um, so people thought that was a, a, a dig. And I think part of it's the issue is that it's always these digs at women. So then the second thing that happened, I'm going to do them all and then we'll just talk about them. The second thing that happened is that people think that this particular verse has to do with Rihanna. So 
I don't know if they officially dated or was it like a rumor or he just had a crush on her or how it went. We, but we got the, I think we, uh, the popular culture, popular opinion is they probably dated. So this is what he says. I don't remember the name of this song, but he says in his verse, AA look or I, I look, why they make it sound like I'm still hung up on you. That could never be. Gal can't ruin me. He spelled gal like G-Y-A-L, like Caribbean. Gal. Gal can't ruin me. Better him than me. Better it's not me. I'm anti. I'm anti. That's um, Rihanna's last album, so anti. Yes, and the sex was average with you. Yeah, I'm anti because I had it with you. Okay, I'm auntie like your daddy's sister. Auntie like a family picture. And I had way better bees than you. To be honest, yeah, that man, he's still with you. He can't leave you. Y'all go on vacations. I bet I bet it's Antilles or whatever. So people are like, oh, she he's really, really shook, you know, by the fact that Rihanna didn't choose him, that Rihanna had babies with ASAP Rocky and whatnot, and this whole idea that he like Rihanna was the one that got away. Lastly, so then of course, no buttons. Um, he has his podcast and he comments on rap. He basically said it was a horrible album. He told that he said that great Drake needs to grow up, that he needs to stop hanging around these young rappers like little little Yachty and all them, and that he needs to um start stop having sex with twenty five year old girls and like grow up. And so then Drake says this about Joe Budden: You have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his side of a recipe for success. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because you you switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check. And the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty Anichi jeans to screw up their face to mood music. Um, and a lot of other mumble jumbo. I'm not reading the rest of this. It's just, it's just basically him uh-huh. um, saying how he, um, Joe Budden is like nobody musically. And then he goes on to brag that how much money, uh, Drake brags about how much money he has. So I guess my questions are, <laughs> what do you think about what he said about Riri and Esperanza Spalding? You know what? I just, I got to say that I just kind of been over Drake because he just really been seeming like a straight bitch lately. I'm sorry. Like, um, I think he does a lot for the clickbait, I think he does a lot for let me do this line so that this song can go viral and it can be, you know, whatever. I think he does a lot of this stuff just to kind of get views and listens on his albums. And then, I don't know, like, because I feel like I want to say his last album I did listen to and it was I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, The one that was kind of like, I don't know uppity not uppity but like the, like a beat kind of music and it was like dance almost house yeah, music that was um called um <laughs> honestly never mind yeah that one was just like i listened to it once and then i just i never felt the need to go back it was a couple of songs i was just like oh okay but anyway i just feel like he's at this point doing it to get the listeners and the clickbait so keep his name out there i don't think he cares anything about 
these people per- like personally anymore for real i just think it's all for the money yeah. all for the ex- trying to get more exposure and people to be talking about his albums and his songs and you know what it is about it that is making it more um popular or more profitable at this particular time is that i think honestly there is more of a concerted idea it's more um popular now to to openly be a as a man to like talk shit or be a hate hateful towards women like it's popular like with the whole incels and andrew tate like that rhetoric of just like a man trying to get back and be sassy with a woman because for whatever reason um i think that is why he's leaning into this so much more because i just can't see any other reason why he would continually do this like this has been a pattern because even last week when i talked about my disappointment with Drake and Nicki Minaj I forgot to mention the whole Halle Berry situation with the picture and so it's just like why are you coming for prominent women just because it's it's because there is a certain segment of people who like to see successful talented women be knocked down a pick by a man and I think he's leaning into that which is really sad um, and it's also interesting because, I mean, women, like, love Drake when he first came out. Like, that that was his whole fan core base. And now a lot of women is being turned off by him. And I think, too, Drake's pen has been lacking. Like, when Drake first came out when in his early 20s, I mean, those were good albums. Like, good songs, good albums. It was new. The mm-hmm. whole scene. Well, it wasn't new, but just the fact that he could sing, but he would also rap. And he had this tender side but he was also very i don't want to call him prolific i might be too much Mm-mm. but he just was he was not prolific <laughs> clever but it was a clever was, clever clever <laughs> yeah. there we go he was right, clever right. clever and he was doing something fairly new sort of fairly different mm-hmm. and as i think he got a lot of flack for that and hip-hop which was unfair i'll give him that i don't mm-hmm. think that was fair you should be allowed to express yourself yeah. musically however so now I think he's having a difficult time finding who he is and maybe it's gotten to him that he's loved women so much and he's made songs about, you know, missing them and being uh, a wandering, simp, as they being, call it. Yeah, being in love or really enjoying them or being mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, making those kind of songs. And is he now like overcorrecting mm-hmm. and just being this just very negative Mm -hmm. i don't think either way i don't think he knows himself honestly and so i don't think he's going to be able to uh create you can't make music for other people you gotta do what you really want to do and i think he don't want to stick to what works for him and i mean you do grow and you do elevate but just want to talk about something else like or not or don't do nothing until you figure it out i mean drake right drake is one of the richest rappers ever he has a whole lot of money he don't have to make another album he don't have to do do music at all no more he can sit down somewhere so i feel like don't don't do that. You don't. You're making a conscious effort, and I think that's what's really irritating me about it. Is like you're doing this on purpose, and you don't. You absolutely do not have to. I don't know. I'm. I I I miss. I, I can't tell you the last time I listened to a good hip hop album. Did, I, did I'm I the wrong to person see, to ask about that. I mean, did I even listen to one this year? <laughs> I'm not a My play, honestly, I listen to now it's, it's podcasts. I listen to audiobooks, gospel music, and that that be I mean, it's mm-hmm. R and B here and there as well. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, it's, it's difficult. I think um, 
I'm the same way. I, I'm not, I like I like some songs, like you know, some of the little songs that uh, come come around. We hear them and they popular. But I, I really, like you said, I haven't listened to a whole album and I don't know how long. Yeah, a whole album. Um, I guess I will be I will be looking forward to listening to Cardi's album when uh that comes out. All right, guys. So, uh, switching gears here a little bit. Um, you know, we always have a little viral moment to talk about. And, uh, well, sometimes more than one, but I wanted to talk briefly about this, um, tweet that went viral a couple of weeks ago. And just, I just wanted to get your guys' perspective on this. And I feel like we might've talked similarly about some stuff in this vein before, but this young lady on Twitter, um, I don't know her name. Andrea is a writer. I don't know what that means, uh, what kind of writer, uh, especially relating to her, <laughs> Uh, preceding tweets she said all of my girls are finesse queens imagine making 65k plus extra in salary all because you put that you have a little funky degree on your resume and you made that degree in canva or adobe i'm screaming and then she gonna put two school emojis then she follows the tweet up by saying meanwhile having an actual degree doesn't make you more qualified than anyone because they train everyone the same way. Having a degree is for the optics because most people don't retain any, in all caps, of their college education for the jobs they end up getting regardless of relevancy. And, you know, as someone who has a college degree and a graduate one, I, um... These 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 tweets are always so interesting to me because I think people feel like we go to school just to waste our time. And I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on tweets like this. You know, first of all, and let me just add for for those that she said, you know, making the degree on Canva or Adobe, basically making up that you have a degree forging Canva, you can make all kind of graphic design things. Um so I just I, I thought this was interesting because, you know, if it wasn't so important to get a degree, why I got to get on Campbell and make one. But I just what do you guys think about this? There's a person I follow on Twitter who um, every time these matters come up, he gets very, very defensive about like the why you don't have to have a degree. Um and he talks about how I guess he does live in a DMV, so that might be part of the reason why. It's because he also talks about how, you know, classist or just uppity some of the people with degrees can be. Um, that said, how can I say this right? Okay, well, first of all, there are some degrees that you just have to get. I mean, you 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 don't you don't learn how. I mean. The, the the basics of being a nurse or a doctor, you still have to learn that in school, right? Like, like you can't, you like, there's certain basic things that you have to learn mm-hmm. in certain fields. Um, I think where it gets kind of hairy is in some of these jobs where you really don't need a degree to do the job in the first place, right? So, like, a lot of maybe, um, I don't want to start naming stuff. I don't want anybody to get offended. But, like, in certain jobs... You know, if you have a degree, you might just earn a little bit more money. But some jobs might be, you know, on the job training. But I think the overwhelming majority of us who go to school get degrees or go into careers that you kind of do have to know 
a little something something and you might learn the ins and outs or the particulars once you get into the career but the foundational pieces of the work that you're doing you do typically learn in college also i think college is a good buffer from high school to uh, professional life because you kind of learn some soft skills that help you in a professional setting. And when we talk a little bit about, oh, how can we've had difficulty with some of our um, service people or business owners? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you can see that there's this lack of learned professionalism, whereas most of us, when we go to college, your professors actually teach you how to be a professional in your particular field. So like Mm -hmm. when I was going to school to be a teacher, they would tell us, this is how you need to dress when you go to the school. This is how you need to, you know, address your um, parents, or this is how you address a principal. As a college student, you do group projects and presentations. You get active on campus, and so you learn how to deal with conflicts. You learn how to uh, give presentations and how to speak well and how to speak to public and how to present things and how to take material and make it comprehensible. Like Those are things, those are skills that are important that may or may not, that you can learn outside of a college degree, but some people struggle with. I mean, I know so many people who struggle with like, I don't necessarily like public speaking, but if I have to, you give me a microphone, I mean, I'll do, I'll do a decent job. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I think, but I think going to college helped me with that, right? Like having to do that Absolutely. Over, and over and over again in mm-hmm. school prepared me for some of those things. And so um, I think some of it comes from a little bit of envy, maybe a little bit of jealousy of like, oh, I didn't have the opportunity or the ability to go to college. I do think that there are some careers where you don't need a degree. That's absolutely sure. But I also think there we're seeing the, I'm about to sound real. I'm about to check the table. Tell the truth. truth. But I think we're seeing some of the effects of people not having to go to college because back in the day when you were a a journalist and you had a radio show, a radio show, Mm -hmm. those people back in the day had bachelor's degrees in communications. Mm -hmm. So they knew about, you know, how to present information and material, how to be professional. And nowadays, when you look at some of the... Oof, I don't want to say. When you look at some say of the urban, the urban terrestrial radio, a lot of them are just popular people. They're people who are well yeah. known, but they didn't step foot in the college classroom. And so they, get, they end up stepping in this hot water or having these missteps because they really don't mm-hmm. have the knowledge or the, they, the skill set for the job. They're just popular. And popularity equals money, but doesn't always equal um proper ability and that's why I, and that's why i stopped listening to radio because you have especially when trump was going running the office and all this stuff's going on politically you got all these folks talking about stuff and they don't even know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they have a platform to give information to millions of people on national radio syndicated radio shows and asking dumb questions and just being ill-informed and i couldn't mm-hmm. do it i can't do it anymore i would never forget when Amarla Negra went on the Breakfast Club. And this is when I like stopped watching the Breakfast Club. Um, because DJ Envy and Charlamagne just kept grilling her about why she kept calling herself an Afro Latina. They were like, Why but why do you why are you saying Afro? You don't like you don't have an Afro or why can't you just say and they didn't understand it? And I'm sitting here like, well, first of all, Envy went to college and he went to an <laughs> HBCU. Yeah. And that oh. after that episode though, and the way they kept grilling her about this, 
I had to take a break from that because like it's ignorance. So mm-hmm. that's my piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Wesley, you had a lot of the good points that I was going to talk about too. Mainly more so about like you said, the uh, soft skills. So when it comes to um, you know, learning research, you know, learning how to cite an actual credible source, knowing when you're reading, you know, satire versus a actual credible source, you know, finding information and uh, like you said, spreading it out, whether you doing it on a radio or if you're just in a regular job, but actually researching it correctly, you know, um, those are all important. And but I, but furthermore, I just feel like because I guess I did see this thread and I saw that some people were saying that they did actually get jobs and get hired lying on their resumes and creating fake, you know, um, diplomas or degrees and things like that. More than anything, I feel like if that's the case, if they got through with the fake, you know, that's on the job's fault because they should have did their due diligence. I had to apply for jobs where they will ask me for my transcripts and Mm -hmm. they don't care that I have a graduate degree because they want the transcripts from undergraduate and graduate because they want to make sure that you are legit. Um, On top of that. It speaks to your character as a person that you're willing to lie. You're willing to dis- to be deceitful, cut corners um, mm-hmm. to get ahead. And then that also speaks to what kind of worker you might be <laughs> like, you, you know, cut corners and not fully do what you should do to get ahead. And that does not always pan out to be, you know, a good situation. And I will also say, or be willing to bet, that somebody who did go to college would not lie about their credentials because they understand how serious that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like something who somebody who didn't go to college would do. I was, I was going to say because this is where the ignorance come in. So you lie about this, right? You make this good salary, and you build your whole entire life on this salary upon this fake credential that you have. Now, in two years, they find out. Now you fired. And you done built your whole life mm-hmm. on this, making this $80,000 a year on this fake mm-hmm. thing. Now you can't live off less than that, right? Because once you make a certain amount of money, you really can't, it's hard to go back to less, right? So it's like you, you setting yourself up for a failure a little bit when you do that. So you might want to be careful. The only, the last thing I'll say about this topic is, you know, we've talked about on this podcast and off about how our education system in America is right now and how tough things are being. And I think this conversation, the fact that this is even a conversation just shows part of the reason why we might be in a predicament that we're in is because people in this country and, you know, in our community sometimes don't value education the way that they should. I think people don't realize how many professionals who went to college, who you interact with on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like your teachers and your your school therapists and counselors and nurses and doctors. And even um, when I worked at um, Kroger, when I worked at Target, the managers of those stores, they go to school for business. Like uh-huh. people who, this this is their career. You think that they're just doing this little job and you don't realize right. what all goes into it. And I feel like overall, we could, as a country, as a community, we need to just, you know, really take a step back and really have some appreciation for the ed- education and period in general, whether you finish in high school, college, advanced degrees or whatever, that that's meaningful. Cause it is. Yeah. Child, don't be in up behind bars like Dr. Love. Oh. <laughs> okay. Y'all remember Dr. Mm-hmm. Love? 
to run a whole medical practice. <laughs> Which there, I don't even. I still don't know how that happened. I don't either. But that's another. He really, if he was able to do that and get the billing and all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. How, how do you <laughs> have a Medicaid he, number? How do you have he, a? That don't he, make no sense. He that's some kind of prob- He don't need to be in jail. <laughs> they probably need to let him out. The FBI, out. CIA. He need to get they a job. Need to yeah, he needs to stop <laughs> else going. That's a dang near genius. Um. Another thing that came up and it was uh, like kind of popular on social media, and I don't know the well, I saw a, a, um, a, a clip of it or I read the excerpt of it, um, but I kept seeing it. Is one hundred fifty dollars enough money for a day? Is one hundred fifty dollars enough money for a day? And so at first of all, well, yes, it's it's definitely enough money for a day. Well, then I got to the nuts and bolts of what happened. So apparently, this guy met this woman for for, and they were going to go out for a first date, I guess. And um, he didn't do much research on a restaurant. Um, he only had one hundred fifty dollars. Took her out to eat, and she ended up having four drinks. Uh, so she ended up having four drinks, and so he ended up not. I don't know. This is why I don't know. I don't know if he didn't have enough money, or if it was it capped at one fifty and they had to stop or whatever. But the main uh, crux of the conversation was one: who was wrong? Was the girl wrong for ordering four drinks? Was he wrong for going on a date and only having one hundred fifty dollars? And then that shifted to: what well, is one hundred fifty dollars enough money for a date? Now, I'm going to let y'all talk first because I already know, you already know where I stand on this, but I'll hear from y'all. So, is $150 enough money is my first question. And two, was she wrong for ordering four drinks on the first date? Hell yeah, $150 enough to go on the first date. I went on a date last week and I spent $50. You can go in a date. It don't have to be expensive. Now, should he have gone on a date with only $150? I, that's another conversation. I don't know. I probably wouldn't recommend doing that. But that's his business. Um, I th- just like her having four drinks is her business. I don't think she was wrong for having four drinks. I mean, that that's kind of a lot. I don't think I would have four drinks on a date. Like, maybe if I was out with my friends or something, my family or whatever. Um, but maybe she, she wanted to have four drinks. I mean, I guess. But uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, $100 is definitely enough to go on a first date. You can go on a first date for free. Come on. Yeah, I think $150 is enough. I think it just all depends on where you're going. And I think that's why it's important to communicate. Like when you're going on a date, where are you going? And if you're paying, maybe if you know that you're working within a certain budget, then you need to do your research to look at what's in your budget and go somewhere that you right. think that you can handle. But $150 is enough. More you can than do enough. something for less if you need to. You know, hey, but it could be more depending on where you go. If you go into a fancy steakhouse, then it probably won't be enough. But if you're going to somewhere kind of low-key, chill, regular, regular, smuggler, then Just that like is me. enough. That's what I want, regular, regular, smuggler. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I mean, it's definitely his fault for not doing the research, like the, where they were going, looking at the menu, which I do that just because, like, not even for prices. Right. I just know what kind of food I'm getting mm-hmm. myself right. into and do it look like a good menu. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, some of this depends on where you live. I feel like when you live in a bigger city, you could spend $150 easy going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just do some simple math with you all, okay? So let's just say you go with two people on a date. And let's say your entree is $25 a piece. I'll, I'll do 20 $20 a piece, okay? That's 40 bucks. Let's say you, let's say, let's say you get two drinks a piece. And they're fifteen bucks a piece. That's sixty dollars. Now you had a hundred dollars, and all you had was an entree and some drinks at fifty bucks. That's not including tip. That's not including any taxes. Any taxes. So then, let's say you decide, okay, you know what? Um, let's share a dessert. Okay, so you spend twelve ten dollars on a dessert. So now you're up to one hundred and ten dollars. 
And then you got to tip at least 20%. So now you add, what, $21? Is that right? $40? $40. Is that right? What's 20% of $110? Down to math. 20, 20, it was $20. $20. Yeah, $20. So now you at almost $150. Mm-hmm. How, and that and that and that's like at Texas Rowhouse. You get entree Texas Rowhouse is going to be easy, $20. You know what I mean? So I feel like. They drinks ain't 15 though. <laughs> are they not? Okay. No. Okay. They, alcohol drinks ain't $15? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it depends on which. If you're getting extra shots and stuff, so but... I guess okay. So that's like okay. So maybe so so maybe things are all. But like, if you go to like at least in Atlanta or LA, if you go to like a local, like a nice mm-hmm. local restaurant, so not a chain, but if you just go to a nice local restaurant, drinks cost like anywhere from ten to fifteen bucks a piece. So mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like you could easily spend that much. So I feel like. Um, yeah, I mean that's why I said it's you not, can easily spend. You can it. spend. You you can go on a free date. You can spend less, but I don't think one hundred fifty is unreasonable. That's what I'll say. I don't think oh, one hundred fifty no. is it's not unreasonable. It's depending not unreasonable. on where you go, yeah, right. Depending on where you go on for a date, right? But it kind of goes that way. I don't think I don't believe in dating when you don't have the money because because well. dating is expensive. It like, even long like you could do a couple of free dates, but what woman do you know is gonna want to keep doing free stuff every single time y'all go on a date? Like that's gonna get mm-hmm. old. So I do feel like you need to have some kind of spending money, you know, leisure money yes. that you can have for dates. And if all you had was one hundred fifty dollars, you should have waited mm-hmm. when you had gotten paid, or if you did something cheaper. But it's it's difficult to date yeah. when you don't have no money. And I, I will say that's the question. The question is, if all you have is one hundred and fifty dollars, that's my question. Then should you be going on this date? <laughs> well, and I'll say this to give now, now far be it for me to give men a break, <laughs> but I will say this: it is expensive to date. And if you're if you're young and you're single and you're actively dating multiple people to get to know somebody, get to know people. It can cost you a lot of money, especially as a guy, if you are the yeah. one paying. Now, that said, women get their nails done, they get their toes done, they get their eyebrows done, they get their lashes done, they get their hair done. So that also costs them money. And most women don't require their dates to pay for those things, right? They do that to prepare for a date. So I do think even for women, dating is expensive. And for that reason, I think that men should take the lead in terms of, this is going to <laughs> but I do feel like you should pay yeah. most of the time, and it, because mm-hmm. I mean, women getting their hair done is expensive. Keeping those nails done, their hair does them eyelashes, mm-hmm. all that's expensive stuff. So I feel like everybody. Come, my point is, everybody come out the pocket. Yeah. So I feel like the men got to stop being so. Oh, you using me, or I spent a hundred dollars on you, and it's like, well, yeah, but she probably did a lot too to prepare for this day as well. I think people just need to budget, <laughs> yeah, like, but budget your money, and then. Do what's within your means. So if you want to take somebody out, you want to spend time with them, and you only got $150, then maybe you need to go over to the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, that's what he should have done. I don't understand. Like, don't, you know, do something. There's always going to be an option. Even if you mm-hmm. live in a big city where stuff is expensive, there's always regular other options. You can go to Applebee's and get a two for 20. Like, and get a picture of margaritas. Like They got dollar margaritas at uh, Applebee's now. <laughs> So you just got to live um, within your means, do what's in your budget. And I feel like that's the crux of the issue. People, I'm sorry, sometimes I'll be trying to live beyond stunts and shows. And it's like, right. we ain't got to do all of that. Especially, like, yeah. Because if you're on a first date and you only got $150 in your bank account and you racking up on that, then I feel like you're fronting. Because <laughs> just, just live within your means. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Child, and speaking of that, go ahead. 
<laughs> living with the Amis. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> somebody was living well, beyond me. Well, well, well. So <laughs> everybody. So this past week, Mm-mm-mm. the social media with a blaze. Now, mind you, <laughs> this was a good one. This was really good. So on TikTok, I actually followed. Um, her name is Ray Shonda. And she had a page. I think her TikTok handle was Shop AIF because she owns a boutique called All Is Fair and Fashion or something like that. But on her page, I um, I noticed she was in a marriage with Lashandra is her her wife's name. Um, and <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> well, we know her knew her to be know her to be as Lashandra. And so every she would post Lashandra on her page and a lot of people grew to love LaShondra um, because they had a cute little relationship. They would have a lot of back and forth banter and LaShondra is um, a pastor or minister rather. Um, and so they would have a lot of back and forth banter just on various topics and stuff. And a lot of the things that I would see is um, LaShondra would always bring Ray Shonda little presents and things like from the store she called them prizes now it would be something very minuscule like uh maybe like a pouch for your money like she would get from the dollar store at walmart she would bring her pajamas from walmart she'd go i got a prize for you and what is it it'd be like some old granny pajamas or something or uh she would give her like a a 15 dollar wig like it would just be little stupid stuff that didn't really cost much and rashonda would always be like what is this like oh my gosh but it came to be a cute little thing that people would know her for Another thing is um, she would decorate the house for the holidays. And so a lot of, of the followers who grew to love them would send loads and loads of decorations to their P.O. box um, mm-hmm. for Halloween, for Christmas, for whatever holiday it is, no matter what it is. And that was just the thing because LaShondra would always want to decorate the house to the just but overly just obsess excessively decorate and ray shonda would just be like oh my gosh this is too much y'all need to stop sending stuff and they would people would just keep sending things so we grew to love them you know their family they you know blended family and so the other day we just saw that Ray Shonda had posted a video saying that she knew the holidays were coming up and people kept asking questions about the decorations and things like that in the house. And she just had to let people know that her and LaShondra were no longer together and that she had filed for divorce a couple weeks ago. And this just set everybody ablaze. They're like, what is going on? What happened? Like, what, what, what is going on? Because we was like, this came out the blue. Came what is going blue, on? Child. Then people start going back on both of their pages and seeing that a lot of their videos and content that they had together has been pulled down. So people questioning, speculating, this is Chandra cheating? What's going, on? What's going on? So later on, Ray Shonda, I guess, went ahead and made a video explaining more details of why they are no longer together. So... One thing to keep in mind, LaShondra is a property manager at a hotel. I mean, a hotel, I'm sorry, an apartment complex in their city. Um, so she's in, you know, kind of in the real estate kind of realm. Lash- Ray Shonda, I think I'm going to just start calling her Ray because it's, it's gonna easier, be, <laughs> me yeah. going back and forth. It's going to get messy. So Ray said that, you know, without throughout the relationship, being that LaShondra is the property manager, she kind of put it in 
LaShondra's hands to take care of the finances when it came to like the house, making sure they found when they found places to live, um, that she would pay the rent. She would do all the communications with the rental property manager and all of that because she's thinking, okay, she's a property manager as well. You know, that's that. So Ray said that over the summer, she was getting ready to go out of town. And before she left to go out of town, she and her daughter were in a car and they were leaving the house and they noticed a sign on the door. And her daughter, grabbed, she said, you know, grabbed the sign. They're like, what is this? It was an eviction notice. So Ray is kind of like, what's going on? She calls LaShondra. Lash- LaShondra says, oh, that must be a mistake. I'll handle it. Okay. Ray continues on, go out of town, do her gig or whatever in Atlanta. On the way to Atlanta, LaShondra calls Ray and tells her, oh, hey, by the way, I hadn't paid on that loan um, that uh, we that you co-signed on me for. Um, I haven't made a payment in a while. It's been since like maybe May or June. So Ray goes on to say, prior, before, she ended up co-signing on a loan with LaShondra that she really didn't want to do, but she felt like she was gaslit into getting this loan for her. And now she's finding out it's not been paid in a few months. So um, she's like, okay, like upset. Like, why you mean tell me about this? Cause like I could have helped paid on it. If I knew that this was a problem, you're not telling me there's a problem. Mind you, Ray said she had already sent LaShondra the money for her half of the rent for the house, which was, I don't know, $2,000 something. I don't know. So eventually um, the landlord ends, or I'm sorry, the property manager, I guess, got a hold of Ray and was telling her like, no, basically y'all owe some more money. <laughs> like if y'all don't pay this money, y'all, you're, you know, y'all are getting evicted. Like if this is past due. If you want to pay, you could pay, but I really don't know if the owners is going to keep you. They still might evict you. Cause Ray said she went ahead and found out that basically they, LaShondra tried to give the money to them, but they checks bounced and they owed this money. She's finding out that they had been accidentally evicted almost twice out of this particular residence. And so basically she's like, okay, what's really going on? Cause LaShondra is not being open with me and let me know that it's an issue. So she finds out how much is back due with late fees and everything. She sends the money over to the property manager of their rental and eventually they came back and basically told her like we're still going to evict you the owners don't want you here anymore because we've already had two or three other incidents where y'all was late or we almost had to evict y'all we're just through (laughs) so Ray is up livid because she like I don't know what's going on I trusted you to handle this you didn't tell me anything about this I sent you this money every month why are we getting late? Why is the money not there? Why is checks being bounced? What's going on? And then Ray goes on to explain how in the past there has been an issue with the trust that she's had with LaShondra because LaShondra lied about a dining room table that they had. So she said back in 2021, 
She left LaShondra for a couple days because there was a dining room table that they had. LaShondra lied and said that her mom gifted it to them. And in actuality, Renner Center came knocking at the door and took the table saying, you ain't make this payment. We coming to repo our table. So at that point, Ray said she did leave. They got in an argument. They left because Ray was very upset. Her trust felt like it was broken because she said she has a trauma really when it comes to money and homelessness because she had been homeless in the past. So this go around now we're, now we're up to date. She's finding out the rent ain't been paid. It's been late. We find out she's defaulted on this loan that she co-signed on for LaShondra. She's pissed. She like about to move out. Like I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with you. And as she's doing this, moving out and visiting to her friends, she finds out even more information that is alarming. One of her friends, one of her best friends, she finds out, tells her, you know, hey, well, you know what, Ray? I mean, I got to tell you, you know, before when y'all were getting married, LaShondra had asked me $4,000 to help pay for your wedding dress. And um, I just, you know, went ahead and gave it to her. Um, She said that y'all needed this money for the wedding dress. And so Ray is like, I never knew anything about this. Like my dress was paid for. She was like, I was on say yes to the dress. And my dad bought my dress. I never needed this money. I never knew that this was given to you. And and so she was like, this is something new. I never knew this. So then she ends up talking to another friend who said, you know what, Ray, LaShondra, she got money for me too. She, you know, I, I think I gave her about $1,200. She said it was this, it was for this or that. And Ray is like, wait a minute, I didn't know nothing about this either. Like, I'm confused. And she said she was going to pay me back. And it took her a year and a half to pay me back. And so another thing, she's like, I didn't know about this. So then um, she said that there was a pastor that stayed in one of her friend's Airbnbs. And they, they never got payment for the Airbnb. It took forever to get the money back. She ain't know about this. The other thing was uh, Ray had did some... Um, promotion for one of her friend's businesses. And I guess the friend um, had decided that they wanted to pay Ray. Ray had went out of town and was doing other things and was busy. So Ray's friend reached out to LaShondra to say, hey, I want to pay Ray for this. I know I didn't tell her I was going to pay her for this, but I want to go ahead and give her some money for this. Can you tell me her cash app information or her bank information so I can get her this check or I can give her this money? And LaShondra says, oh, well, I want you to send it to this specific uh cash app or address so that you know because I don't want Ray to know or find out I, I I guess she thought this was going to be a surprise for her so she had the friend send it to um her own information and so she got this money but Ray has never seen the money and didn't even know her friend sent her this money for this promotion so Ray also says that <laughs> while she in the midst of finding all this stuff out she had another um, pastor from a church that uh, Ray uh, Ray's uh, wife LaShondra had been involved with tell her you need to watch out because you know basically LaShondra just stole some money from the church and I heard that she stole some money from this other bishop's church out in California so it's just all this stuff is coming to surface to Ray from what she's telling us recently Okay. Now everybody, everybody is at this point is just like 
flabbergasted because we like not LaShondra because we like not sweet LaShondra. She's like, she is the pastor. She is the minister. Every day we hear her, you know, saying words of encouragement, reading her devotionals and testimonials. And now you ain't telling me she out here scheming and skimming like this. So Ray goes on to say that one of the pastors told her, I don't know why she's doing this, what's going on, but she need to stop before she go back to jail. <laughs> and Ray is like, back? <laughs> Wait a minute. Back? She said, yes, you better, she need to stop. She need to stop. So this story, it's just, it's just a whirlwind. I don't even know if I missed something. Y'all have to let me know because it's a lot of information lot. that was being told. It's a lot of things people saying and speculations. But the, on the other hand of it, one side of TikTok and Twitter and stuff and social media is like, wait a minute. Like, I can't believe she just a scammer. She is she ruthless. She ain't, she ain't ish. She need to go to jail. But then this the other side is kind of like, mm-mm-mm, Ray, something ain't right. Because how you didn't know all this stuff? Like, why did it take all of these things happening, like, to come out for you to find to be like, oh, no, I'm divorcing her. We done. At some point, they like, you had to know something wasn't right. Something wasn't right. So, with that being said, where do y'all stand? Team Ray or Team LaShondra? I feel like I'm Team The Truth. And I need to know what the truth is. And I just got so many more questions. So when when Rashadra first announced this whole the whole situation, I this wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, I don't think this is what anybody was expecting. You know, I was expecting a little cheatation here or there, a little this or that. But a full-blown scammer, I was not expecting that. Um, I'm team the truth because I I do have questions for Rashandra about why she didn't recognize some things that was going down before, you know? And I'm also questioning some of her friends and even her brother. So, okay. So I watched the whole little long live. Okay. And there was like four instances, three or four instances of her friends having weird interactions with with LaShondra regarding some funds, regarding some Mm -hmm. money. Right. And not man one of them mm-hmm. told her about it. Now, my question is, how, did they ever even communicate with each other about it? Because I feel mm-hmm. like when you, and I don't know if they all know each other, how close they all are or whatever, but if this is a group of friends or people who know each other, I just, I find it, in, I would find it hard to believe that no, there was no communication about what was happening between at least them themselves. I also really find it hard to believe that they didn't tell her because I couldn't imagine. My friends, p- boyfriend, husband, whoever, coming to me, asking me from, I, and I just, I feel like there needs to, any communication I'm having with that man or that woman. That's my part, my friend's partner is they gonna know about, <laughs> you know. So I just, I think that was strange. Um, the other part that was strange about it to me was the the uh, the situation with the brother. Okay, now I don't know. Let me not say that. I find it... I wonder... Cause well, he, okay, so situation okay, with the brother. Okay, I, I, right. that was, I missed that part. So what was happening with the brother was... The brother was apparently a tenant on one of the property or the properties that LaShondra was the property manager for. And she had it set up to where the brother was sending his rent money to her private cash app. 
Okay, so he had been paying rent for, I think she said, almost a year that he's been staying at this place. And he's been paying the funds directly to LaShondra. So somebody had brought up this point um, in the live that I was watching recanting this that I think maybe is what she was doing because there's no way he would have been able to do that or for her to not get caught is that maybe she had the apartment listed as vacant and he was paying her the rent money and she was just pocketing the money because how else, why else would a grown ass man be okay paying a property manager rent via cash app? That had to be a setup that y'all had as an agreement. So that's why I find it hard to believe. I'm sorry, I'm on race side, but I find it hard to believe that that wasn't a setup that y'all knew about. Because exactly. what grown person that I had an I had mm-hmm. an apartment, and you paying the property manager directly and not writing a check to the management company? Mm. That don't make sense. So that led me to believe Mm-mm. for all that long time. I, I, all that long time, it don't make sense. So that led me to believe that there's some shenanigans going on on both sides. Let's be honest. Rashandra liked to dress nice. She liked bags and clothes and things, and they had a particular lifestyle. I think that there is not a hundred percent innocent on either side of this situation. And I just that's just how I feel. But where is I, the money? Where well, is the money? <laughs> I agree. So let me backtrack a little bit. When all this was going down, I was in the bed asleep, right? And I woke up to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I made the mistake of grabbing my phone, which you're not supposed to do. Girl. So I grabbed my phone, and I'm scrolling, and I'm getting all... I mean, it was on TikTok, and I'm getting part one, part two, <laughs> part three. Part, I'm up all night, right for it. And I agree with Wise. And so me and Tori and Wise had talked about it, and at first we were all Team Ray. Mm-hmm. And like, was it the next day or a couple hours later, I text back <laughs> like, nope, I changed my mind. I said, because... <laughs> I think Ray knew that LaShondra was a scammer, but she never thought it would reach her front door. Mm. And so I think she was okay with it mm. because and it, it wasn't affecting her. It, it, was, it wasn't. Her. It was benefiting her, and because and so she didn't have a problem with it. First, with the brother situation. But let me backtrack. She talked about dealing with homelessness in the past, and that was a trigger mm-hmm. for her, a, tra- a trauma for her, right? Where I said, hmm, where I, where I kind of go, hmm, is when you found out that she lied about this dining room table. Mm-hmm. And it got repossessed from rent to center. That's, that's what it got me. Okay. That, that, so, okay, I don't want to. No, we just got okay. to keep uh, it no, real. No, okay. <laughs> so, so, this is the thing. People who have money don't, don't use rent to center. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have money or good and not credit, even a lot of money, credit, you can, you, lot, can or, you can buy cheap furniture from big lots. You don't got to have a lot of money. Right, right. Correct. So if you have uh, a, a couple of dollars in the bank and a couple of credit points, you can get you some furniture. So the fact that she was using Renner Center was really just like telling to me That's about her finances. <laughs> wow, it is wow. For a dining table, I think, and and at their age. Because Renner Center is cute when you're 18, 19, 20, your parents put you out, you need to you start, no, you start mm-hmm. your life. But when you talk about grown women in their 40s, on, on the, mm-hmm. down to the Renner Center, that's, that's very problem. telling. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me you, you <laughs> left her for three days, but then took her back, and then you came back and didn't take Still over didn't finances. Uh-huh. At, at this point, or even I'm look, look, over, can I even take over? I'm, double check, bitch. I'm taking over everything because mm-hmm. I don't trust what's going on, and you got us out here buying stuff on Renaissance. Who does that? Secondly, right. so then that coupled with what Wise mentioned about the brother 
and him paying her. That's you know you know your brother paying your wife money on cash app for and rent. you know that ain't right and you know it ain't right. So you was okay mm-hmm. with what she was doing. You knew she was doing what she was doing, and you didn't think it was gonna reach your doorstep. And that's why, like why I said I'm Team Truth. And I don't believe everything that Rayshonda's saying. Now, Lushonda ain't said ish. So so far, has she? Well, she just been on on her TikTok live praying and doing devotionals. that devotional. Talking about when the enemy come up against you and people tell lies on you. I'm like, girl, now listen. You ain't making yourself look no better. Because one thing I know about no. a scammer is they're going to they gonna use the Lord to try and get, to try and cover up. Yes. And quiet as it's kept. LaShonda, according to Ray, your own mama said that, everybody and that, lied. And that was on my <laughs> list. That was on my list of red flags. Yeah. What the mama got going on? She must have been getting some stuff on the side too. Cause who say some stuff like that? Well, everybody lied. No, they don't. Because her mama getting a piece of that money, okay? Or her mama got something off this. Now, uh, Tori made a valid uh, point. Uh, uh. If the brother's sending you rent, okay, you defaulted on a loan mm-hmm. and Ray and Ray had been giving her half the money for the rent mm-hmm. every month. So Ray is giving her half the money, mm-hmm. or or she'll tell her how much she need, and she give her what she need. Mm-hmm. You're getting money from the brother. You done scammed, you know, whoever, God knows who else you're scamming. And she wasn't paying the utilities. But she was behind on the utilities in the, the church. house. Utilities yes, wasn't the water. off. The water had got the cut water off. And who or what are she, is she spending the, money, the money So my, 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 mm-hmm. the only rational thing my mind could go to is crack. Are you are you under you are you an addict? Because I, she tr- well, I, she I don't understand how you could to the point where well, you could be evicted. When you're married, you have the secret, an addiction, uh, uh you you tricking or whatever well, you got going on. I think she's tricking. So she bad tricking. that you about to evict your family. I think that's the other piece to the puzzle. So in regards to all these lives and all these things like that, there was a live that Ray was on where somebody had brought her on their live and they were asking questions, additional information about what it was going on and Ray was on the live and she was asked answering some questions well a former tenant got on the live and she went on to say that she had some information about how loyal LaShondra has been as a property manager and just as a person now this lady is alleging that LaShondra is cheating on Ray with other tenants who live in the apartment complex, she said uh, that they have seen LaShondra over uh, to apartment B twenty two. Well, I don't know if that which, which apartment. But she was, was naming she, the apartment. But number. she gave the address and the was. apartment number, and she said it's a green Toyota that be out there, <laughs> and that is the apartment she that LaShondra goes to, and is cheating with right on this chick over there now. She also went on to say how she's a bad property manager and about how she just kind of rude and all of that. But I, I can't really speak to that because I don't know what them people got going on over there. But what I will say is <laughs> this could bring into where the money could be going because if she's tricking off on but, this girl who lives in this apartment as this tenant, that, it ain't much to trick off either because they said these apartments are like rent control government type you know people that like on section 8 type apartments so it ain't much to make it seem like you you know you take care of somebody because I could understand that if she was able to maintain the lifestyle over here I don't to me it's illogical for someone to be a cheater so much so that you're going to get your family and your main your man your wife evicted and that's going to get you caught so how, I, don't, it don't, I don't see how any logical thinking person would do that. 
That's why they call it tricking. It's got to be crack. You, yeah, you ain't. You know, you know the phrase is, it ain't tricking if you got it. So if you got the money, mm-hmm. it ain't really tricking. It's only tricking when it's a struggle. <laughs> right. It's only tricking. If you got a bunch of money, if, if you if you are, like, back in the day, the rumor was that A-Rod was giving girls five grand, right? I don't know if that's true, whatever. But if, if you got $300, $300 million, right? Me giving you five thousand because we spent the night together is not really tricking because that's like a drop in a bucket to me. Mm. Tricking is when I give you some money for a service and I'm struggling. I done gave you this money okay. for the service, and now <laughs> I, I can't understand. pay my bills. I'm struggling. But <sighs> so now they uh, and why is people do this every day? Don't yeah, get it wrong. People people do this every day. People they do what every day? They risk their livelihood over some. It also, I think it's a tactic. A lot of, I, I a guess. lot of, I just, I think it's a tactic. A lot of people use to turn folk out. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let me um, show you what I can offer, what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me take care of you. And now you starting to let your guard down. Okay, my bills done got paid. Okay, they didn't bought me a car. Okay, let me, let me go ahead and give them some. And next thing you know, you, mm-hmm. you buy. Well, I mean, but for you to be homeless, <laughs> I just. <laughs> Well, I think that I she was fully prepared to like keep up with the charades and like I don't think I think she felt like she was going to like get away with it again. You know, she was going to keep pushing it to where, you know, we're going to evict you. Oh no, here we go. At the last minute give you the money. Like I think she was going to try to keep doing it as much as she could have. But this time the landlord said no no. We 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 uh-uh, we ain't fooling with it no more. I mean, she said the check bounced. That mean that that mean they didn't, the rent wasn't even in that there. That mean the money wasn't it was in gone. There, so. <laughs> it was gone. The thing is too. Not only did the check bounce, she didn't even like try to go and put. Like I ain't gonna lie, I've overdrafted once or twice in my life. Mm-hmm. But the moment I realize it, I go to my other savings account across town. I get some money out of there and take it back because I don't. Right. It's like. I mean, like I said, I've done it on accident. She like, try to correct it, but yeah, the moment I've ever uh, like under overdrafted, that's why I, I just feel like day. something else is going on. She could have went and donated plasma or something, something like right, girl. Come on, <laughs> something else on? is going on, and I just I need more information. And they have been together for six years, mm-hmm. and I just can't. I guess my thing for me is like y'all said. I guess I am team truth as well because I feel like. In six years, there had there were signs. There had to be. And in six years, I just feel like, uh, for me, like like Wesley said, the moment that Rena Center came knocking at my door, that's that was the reddest t- of red flags. I would have took it over. I would have took yeah. it over. I would have not trusted you with the money at all. Like, no, you would have to earn that back, and I, it probably would take a while. Like, there's no way. So I guess we're gonna see if Lashandra gonna ever come out and give a statement. What's the lesson here? What what what, what do we need to take away from this? I feel like we need to impart. It's so many. It's so many. It's a lot. The first thing I'm gonna say is, I'm not giving no. Don't get nobody to control your finances. I just not with my credit, child. Not my credit. Ooh, right. I mean, that's the other thing. Ray's credit is messed up now because she defaulted on that loan. And now she's trying to find another place. And it's going to be difficult because her credit is messed up because she had a co-sign on the loan that has been defaulted on. Well, you know what she need to do? She need to go down to the welfare. And if she can't go down to the welfare, what she need to do is humble yourself and get you a cute little two-bedroom somewhere. But Ray got that. the money. That's the thing. She has the money. No, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Oh. She got to rebuild her credit, right? So mm-hmm. if they're not gonna if they're not gonna trust you to rent a nice big house, humble yourself and get you a cute little two bedroom powerhouse, and then keep it pushing until well, you she can't get back go to the you, welfare though. 
Well, I know she can't go to the. <laughs> I would just take a joke as a reference to Precious. Oh. I'm just saying, in general, she might not be able to live as flashy and fancy as she used to. Yeah. And she might just start over. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell her. But I think the, the I think the one lesson here is, I mean, you gotta you gotta pay attention to red flags. And I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, I've I've looked past some red flags in my life, and I was great have. We all but have. you gotta, you gotta, you can't be doing that, and you definitely gotta have some, um, some say so with your finances and where your money. Goes. Yeah, and I think for me, I've always been team like when you are in a, a marriage or whatever relationship living together, y'all both need to be on those accounts mm-hmm. when it comes to the housing, whether it's the mortgage or however you gotta pay the rent. Y'all both need to be on there and have access to see what's going on and make sure things is on time and paid up. Um, not only just because obviously you don't want to get evicted and you want to make sure that things are going right. But from another side of point standpoint for me is if anything happens to your partner mm-hmm. and you are responsible now to do this while they could be sick incapacitated or something like that. If you don't got the codes, you don't got the account numbers and stuff that is going to create a whirlwind of a problem for you. So it just makes more sense that everybody's on the same page. Everybody has the same information and access to the same information when it comes to the housing, because you don't want to be in a situation where you can't even pay the bill or you, you know, you even got the money and you can't even do the stuff because you don't got the information to get in the accounts. So that's just my little lesson. It's just like, y'all both need to be aware of how to pay the bills and how to access the balances. All right, y'all, that wraps up this week's first dose, our talking points. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. We're going to take a quick break. All right, we are welcome back. We are on our second dose, keeping it real for a minute. And um, this week, I actually just wanted to see if we could do a quick little just roundabout Uh, not discussion, but just kind of talk about what we've done for ourselves regarding self-care lately. Um, We we try to really keep mental health at the forefront of our minds and making sure that we are taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so sometimes we forget about the mental part, right? Because life gets busy, we get stressed out, we get um, all these tasks that we have to accomplish, and sometimes we don't take out the necessary time to take care of our mental health. And so I wanted to see what we all did this last week or maybe the two weeks ago to... um, support our mental health well-being um, the well-being of our mental health well for me uh, I, I, I think I have like two things one thing I tried to do and um, probably haven't been the best at these past two weeks um, <clears throat> I try not to do work at home I try I try um, I did work some work today and I gotta do some work tomorrow because I gotta catch up on some things but um my job is like kind of twofold. So like I, I work and spend most of the, the, the day seeing students, seeing my kids. Um, and then this other half of the job is like administrative, a lot of documentation, whatever. And so it's hard finding time within the day to do both. Um, so sometimes I do end up doing some of that stuff at home, but I try my hardest not to spend too much time doing those things, um, after work. So I do be closing my laptop at 2.45 when it's time for me to leave, 3 o'clock whenever I leave work. And um, sometimes I don't open it until I go back to work the next day. And I'll just be hoping it'll be no emergencies or nothing going on. <laughs> Cause I won't know. Cause I'm gonna be checking my email. I don't have, I don't have Outlook on my phone for work. 
Um, I learned that lesson in grad school. That first semester, I had so much anxiety because of them Outlook notifications come in. And I was like, one Christmas break, I said, I'm turning off these Outlook notifications. And they didn't come back on the whole time I was in grad school. I'm not putting, I'm not putting, I'm not putting my work email on my phone. It's just not happening. Um, the other thing that I have been doing actually consistently is trying to spend time outside. Um... And enjoy the weather while it's still holding up. This this week might have been the end of it because it's looking like it's getting to be frigid up here now. But um, I was trying to go to the park and ride my bike. Um, I love doing that. I can just get on ride. Got my music playing. It's a way for me to just zone out and clear my head. So try to do that. If I can't do that, sometimes I'll just sit out on the patio at the end of the day. Um, and just getting some fresh air is just helpful for, you know, just rejuvenates me, getting some sun on my skin. So those are two things that I try to do. I don't know what I'm going to do over the winter now because it's about to be cold. So outdoors is not really going to be an option. So if you have any advice or tips about something I can do, let me know. Because um, I will be needing something to replace that coming up here soon. Well, that's very good, Wise. I'm glad you were able to have some things that you were, you know, sticking to. Um, for me, well, you know, I'm going to keep it real. This past couple of weeks has been horrible as far as self-care for me. Um, I really haven't been doing much of anything. Um, what I will say is one of the issues is normally I do like to get out and go walking and, and get outside. But right now I'm in between hairstyles. So that kind of impacts my workout when I sometimes and I'm like, ah. When I have my natural hair out and I straightened, I don't want to have to worry about sweating it out or, you know, getting puffy again because I don't want to put too much heat on it. So, like, I haven't been working out the past couple weeks. And so this week I said, I'm going to just go ahead and get back on it no matter what. Even though my hair is still straight, I'm just going to have to deal with it because I'm like, I want to, I'm I'm missing out on that. So I want to work out on top of that. You know, the time is about to change in a little bit. And so, you know, I'm not going to have the opportunity to go outside as much because it's getting darker er earlier. And um, once that time change comes, it's really going to be not an option. So I kind of want to get a few more days outside before the time change comes um, as far as like going to the park and stuff like that. Um, And the other thing that I need to do, which I think I'm going to make this um, a part of my to do list this week is I do want to go to this other gym because I want to obviously I have like the, you know, basic Planet Fitness um, pass or whatever you want to call it membership. And I do want to go to a different gym because I need to find a gym that has more options for like group workout and different classes, because I do remember like I did like going to certain classes and stuff. Lifetime. Um, well, Lifetime went out here, but I don't know if I want to go to that one. There's another one that I found. So I might, um, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to do a tour at first and I want to get an inf- like a um, schedule of their classes to see um, if there will be like some classes that I can attend like within my schedule. So um, I think that that's what I'm going to try to do this week is get out there, tour the place and just make the decide if I'm going to do the switch so I can have that lined up because I want to kind of get into a routine of going to the gym. Um, and I would like to get involved in some classes. And I think that would be like a little bit fun because sometimes you go to the gym, you get tired of doing just some workouts by yourself and like it'd be a challenge to have a little class. So I really want to do that. And um, as far as other self-care to be honest, usually I like to shop, <laughs> but uh, I haven't done that much of that lately, but I do need to get some shopping in because I need some work shoes. 
So I might have to plan a day to do that as well. But I this past two weeks is not, I would say, been good with me on a self-care tip because the only thing I've really been doing is, I guess, saying, only thing I've been doing for self-care is reading. I would say I've been reading um, in a book club and there's another book I started on my own that's outside of the book club. So I just kind of try to read when I can, get some little chapters in. Um, but I do want to get back to my my workouts. So what about you, Wes? I, will, I forgot to add too real quick. Uh, I, did, I did go shopping last weekend. I went to the mall on Saturday and I bought a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I feel like I didn't even get that much. Like, you know, it'd be like, oh, you find a little this little bit of that, but I still don't have no clothes. I mean, I, w- I went for work clothes, really, to find stuff to work for work. <laughs> and I didn't really get much. Um, so, yeah, I do. I do enjoy me a little shopping, too. Maybe I do a little Amazon order or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I miss shopping. Um, <laughs> uh, so, well, with the fitness tip, I w- should be getting a treadmill soon. So I'm actually excited about that. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and just get some kettlebells, uh, a medicine ball, and um, maybe a jump rope or something like that. I'm not ready to go to the gym. I so I, I love the gym, um, but just it's just not sanitary. <laughs> So I've been having a difficult time. Actually, I, I went back to the gym post COVID and then I stopped because something happened. I couldn't go anymore. But so I, I do. That was a part of my life. Um, prior to me moving to Atlanta, I mean, I would say for at least six or seven years straight, if not longer, or maybe even longer, I was working out three, four times a week. I was doing classes and I do miss that. So I am at least want to... Um, get a treadmill and get active daily with that, at least during the week. Um, lately, my self-care has been church. I um, hate to miss a Sunday. I feel like when I, it's, it's the reset I need. And I know it's kind of like taboo to talk about church or whatever, because people, it's like a, it seems like it's like an exodus away from it, you know, but um, I learn a lot. I enjoy the praise and worship and praising the Lord and um, just being um, in community is really, really, um, it feels good. And so I am looking forward to finding a way to be more active there. I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet, but just right now I'm just being consistent in going um, and taking the classes and going to different different classes that they have. And that has been a a level of self-care for me. I do bring work home, but I try to give myself one day on the weekend where I don't have to do anything. So that's another part of my self-care. It's like, okay, the day before work, so usually a Sunday, but this week is going to be Monday because I'm off work Monday. Um, I just don't want to do a thing work-related. Um, the most I'll do is meal prep for work for, for my meals. But other than that, I do try to have that balance. I do not bring home, I don't bring work home during the week though. So I might do a little something on the weekend, but Monday through Friday, I'm typically, when I get off work, I get off work. Um, and I leave work right away. I do get there early, but I typically will leave right when um, I'm a lot contractually allowed to leave. I tend to peace out. So that's what it's been so far. But I do think I need more. I think that um, I need to find some other creative ways. I used to shop uh, when I would, you know, have a, a, a for health self care, um, and I don't do that as much as I'm trying to save as much as I can. 
Um, I used to eat sweets, and I'm trying to stop doing that as well. For so, I guess that's not really self care, isn't it? It's kind of bad, I guess. Really. So I don't. <laughs> I try to do that as much. So really, be thinking about um, something other way. So I guess I could say, if you're listening and you have any tips or advice or any good strategies or tools that you use for self care, please, please, please feel free to share that yeah, with listen, us. Girl. At, the triple dose pod because <laughs> Please. we need as many tips and advice as you sure can possibly get. Healthy ways and self for self care. Well, that wraps up our second dose. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, you guys, we are back for the triple dose, our this or that segment. And this week, I just have a brief little. One gotta go. We haven't done these in a while. And um, I saw this on Twitter and it sparked an interesting debate. And I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. So, of course, we know how this goes. Okay, we have four options here. And it says, one has to go and all of their music. All right, here are four options. (sighs) The Queen of Christmas herself... Mariah Carey, the queen of hip-hop soul, Mary J. Blige, the queen bee, Beyonce, Beyonce, and the voice, the voice of all voices, Uh -uh. the greatest of all time, Whitney Houston. (laughs) Why would you even do this? Like, seriously. One has to go. (laughs) Why would you even do? Why? I, I didn't make it. I'm just bringing it to the table. So don't don't hate me. Don't shoot me. <sighs> mm. Well, ay, ay, ay. this is hard. The first CD I ever bought was Usher, My Way, and Mary Blige, Share My World. First CD. I think that's what it was. Hmm. Um... It's a lot of silence. <laughs> I'm, I'm just having a difficult time. It's not going to be Beyonce for sure. And I don't listen to Whitney as much as I should. But it's not going to be Whitney. Because when I, when I <laughs> because when I do listen to Whitney, I listen to Whitney. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I don't listen to her. Well, but it's like when I be when I be ready for it, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. Ay ay ay. So that leaves me with Mary Blige or Mariah. You better choose right. Um Dang. I, I, I kind of feel like I know my answer, but it's just well, like, well, um, hard to say. So I think I'm going to just go with um, Mary Blige. Um, hmm. And the reason is... Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know if I, <laughs> I, 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 It's so hard. I remember, like... I mean, I remember both their music. I don't yeah, it's hard. Mariah Carey got some hits though. Like it's it's it's, it's not gonna be Mariah. <laughs> Mariah got some uh, hits. 
Okay. 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 Pen game strong. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I think okay. for me, I, I thinking of if I gotta think if I gotta choose. Obviously, this is hypothetical. Waiting as hell soundtrack though. All the Merger Black songs on that. But if I gotta choose, if if I got to choose, um, when I'm thinking about it. I, I love me some Mary J. Blige, but it's I, it's gonna have to be her. And the reason why I say that is because mm. when it comes to what I listen to on the yeah. like, usually what I go for, like, I, and I love Mary J. Blige, but I'm more I'm probably more apt to listen to the other three. Um, True, me too. I'm more too. apt to listen to the other three. Although I do love Mary and she has a place in my heart for being a queen of hip hop soul and Monet Tahara. <laughs> I'm just going to have to say, even though I love you, this is hype. It's all hypothetical, obviously. Um, it's going to have to be Mary. I'm sorry. But I, have, I got my memories with Mary too, though. Ooh. I remember I teach y'all I love her some Mary. Uh huh. Right in her car, the Cadillac. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Why? Well, yeah. Um, I hate to do this. I know you're about to say Whitney, and I don't want to be controversial. I know you're not about wow. to say. Wow. But for me. If one has to go in all all their music, uh, it's it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be nippy. I'm so sorry. I what? can't. Okay, I'm can't so sorry. Wise, you are tripping. What? You are tripping. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are tripping. Listen, listen, wow. listen. Wow. Listen, listen, listen. Regis, this is a great. Listen, listen. We already know it's not gonna be Beyonce. Y'all know how we we y'all know how we feel about Beyonce on the show, so it's not gonna be Beyonce. Also, I have a very special place in my heart for Mariah Carey as well. Um, pen game is is strong, and I just look at it like this: when I look when I look at and compare all their overall catalogs, okay, there are so. Many great moments from Whitney Houston, right? But my favorite moments from her are usually her live performances, right? I don't really particularly go to my Apple Music to just play a Whitney Houston song. Now, if it comes on and I'm in the mood, it's 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 gonna play, right? But it's not something I find myself like, let me go put on Emancipation of Mimi. Let me go put on My Life. Let me go put on Beyonce self-titled. It's not, I don't get that same feeling from But on the flip side, when you on a late night, you scrolling, you can't sleep. Are you looking for Mary Blige live performances or are you looking at Whitney Houston's live performances? On the YouTube. No, that's true. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I feel like that's two sides <laughs> of the same coin. They could go either way. 
So no more many nights we pray. Well, that's that don't count because that's that's count. Yes, it does count. It does count. It counts. It counts. It's It's got Mariah Carey on it. (laughs) No more. You give good love to me. All I really wanted was some of your time. Are you serious? <laughs> now if he make but you feel like a million dollars, he was your lover and your secret. Are you getting really married? I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? Shoop, shoop, shoop. I just, shoop. I don't know. Are you I just, I just. Uh, He's all I've got. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know why. That is my favorite. That is my favorite. But I just. I was watching. I that. go back to then that I performance get, all the time. Then I gotta get rid yes, of I go to all the too. time and I tear up. Some, like, but then I gotta I, get rid of every. I'm just saying. I have more instances. I have more instances of me going back to Nippy. Sometimes just going back to nostalgia and that like. I don't know. I, I I do it more often with Nippy. I'm gonna say that. I, I like I said. I love Mary. Respect. She had Mary. grown men tearing up singing a Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl, or wherever that was. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. Luckily, this tough. we don't have to really make this decision, <laughs> right? In real life, exactly. Because <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. <sighs> Well, I will say one last thing before we end it. Uh, supposedly, Brandy about to have a music, I mean, Christmas album. So I'm excited to hear what that's going to be about. Yes, she is. And I am excited to hear that as well. You know, Brandy is another one that can sing her face off. And I just feel like she has, was 211 her last album? Yeah. Well, no, she had an album. Oh, no, no. She had the She, um, because it has. B7 a, or something? Yeah, because B- it has, um, Borderline on it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because I was feeling like I, yeah, I've been needing some more brandy in my life too. Like, girl, I'm gonna need you to bring it back. People don't be buying the albums. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's that's across the board. You know, we just get on that road and tour and make make that money. All right, well, that is going to end this episode of the Triple Dose Podcast. Please, again, chime in and let us know about your uh, self-care techniques and strategies and tips. And then, you know, if you want to chime in on this one gotta go, feel free to do that as well. Um, Be sure to connect with us at Triple Dose Pod on all of our socials, and we will see you next time. Peace. Bye, y'all.